KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where Mike is always everywhere you want to be. Right now, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Thank you very much. Mike is Visa, essentially. Yes. Everywhere you want to be. I'm so glad you knew that reference. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. A dream I move. A dream I groove. Like Mike. If like, I could be like Mike, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be, be like Mike. Mike. I like it, man. That's a good job. All right, fellas. Jerry, they wrote a whole song about me. Well, just, people ask us all the time. I had no idea that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us did. So proud of you guys. Yeah, that's how we do this, man. It's spontaneity. It was either about Michael Jordan or Mike Bassett. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You get one. to decide out there. Oh, Tolos. It couldn't have been about Michael Jordan because he goes by Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's not like he's Mike Jordan. Nobody's ever called him Mike Jordan. Oh, man. Name one person. I don't know. Called him Mike Jordan and didn't get dunked on. Mm. Nobody. Yeah, that's probably what happened is he was just like, all right, now I got to dunk on you. Jerry Jones was on with Sean and RJ this morning uh, where he did say that he was happy to be on with Mike. The um, T.Y. Hilton was signed yesterday. And let's go ahead and hit up cut two real quick right now. Why did y'all bring in T.Y. Hilton? Well, of course, uh, we've I've always admired him as a uh, as the player he was there at Indianapolis and uh, uh, knew that he was uh, uh, picking his team, so to speak, seriously. Uh, he had a lot of interest out there. Uh, we knew it. We've known it. And uh, he, uh, of course, uh, uh, b- b- was uh, interested in uh, what uh, uh, we're doing and what we're doing at this time. And so uh, it was an opportunity for us. Uh, we took it, and uh, he can really help us out. Uh, he's really one of the smartest receivers uh, that uh, uh, I can uh, remember. Kelvin Martin was such an influence when I first came with the Cowboys. And he uh, I've heard Michael Irvin give Kelvin Martin such credit for uh, a lot of the things that happened in his career. But the thing that always stood out about Kevin Martin was how smart he played the game. Mm. And uh, T.Y. has some of those characteristics and and uh, got a lot of uh, speed, runs runs really well, and, of course, is ready to fit, ready to go. First off, when he says Kelvin Martin... My mind just instantly—it's nostalgia. Like it, sure. Jerry's good at uh, throwing he out a name, is. and you're like, "Oh man, I don't even know what he's talking about right now." Because I'm just thinking back to all those times that Kmart was out there doing his thing. And then he made sure to talk about how Michael Irvin gave him great advice. And- so this is where I wanted to ask this question to you on that that part of this specifically. When when he threw that out there, because Jerry. I think Broadus has told us this many times. I think Kmart told him buy a house near Valley Ranch. And <laughs> Jeez, Mike. <laughs> I I want to dare you to finish that sentence, but I know I will lose. So there's this that's city what, called that way you can Frisco. be really close mm-hmm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. to the practice facility, <laughs> uh-huh. and there's... you'll never be late to practice. Mm-hmm. And make it white, mm-hmm. or call it white. Uh huh. No, I get it. And yeah. it's a house. Yeah. Uh huh. We can so, do Bible study. There. Oh Sundays before the game. The um, oh my god. My, my question though is, you know, Broadus says a lot of times the best way to get your guy 
uh, is to give Jerry a comp for him. That like okay. Jerry can so Jerry can be like, oh, okay, I see it now. And I do wonder if like he called Michael Irvin and was like, all right, what do you think about this uh, T.Y. Hilton guy? And he was like, reminds me of Kelvin Martin. And I wonder if like that was part of the conversation that helped kind of uh, you know push that through a little more yeah. too. Uh, so, I, but I because I, I could Close totally to the same age. I could totally see. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, Man, Corey, it's going to be it's disingenuous <laughs> if we talk about what a baller signing yeah. this is. In this seg- same segment, a a day ago, we yep. we all were like, yeah, yeah, he's probably washed. I do want to say for the record, though, I pointed out, I was like, oh, pass is prime, but somebody you would have used to want to have. That sounds like a Cowboys signing exactly, to me. Yeah, the Cowboys always do that. Um, let's go to cut four then, because this is an interesting question and perspective. Did you get T.Y. Hilton because your wide receiver core is struggling? Well, no. Uh, uh, the real, for his availability has a lot to do with it, but uh, uh, I think that... Uh, uh, we have continued to look for a speed element, uh, being able to uh, uh, have a player that can uh, uh, give those secondaries something else to think about out there as our core base uh, of, sec- of receivers uh, are uh, basically uh, doing their thing. And um, he does that. He'll, he's, a, he's a receiver that uh, the defense will have to honor. And uh, when he does, he'll uh, make it better for Wilson. He'll make it, not Wilson, but uh, uh, Brown, and he'll make it better for, uh, of course, uh, uh, with, with Lamb. And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm glad, uh, uh, I'm glad's not the word for it. I'm excited the fact that he's available. So I, I, I do feel like there's, when he's t- kind of talking about that, there's this idea that maybe Brown and him will be on the field together, you know, as like a second unit of receivers. But my question to you guys we'll is... We'll get Cedric Wilson back next yeah, year. Yeah, do you guys think that the Cowboys receiving group is struggling? Are you, like, concerned about them, or do you think they're going to be... They're doing pretty well? I don't, but I do also see the appeal of, like when you picked up Jason Peters is you might be like, Oh, that's a nice little insurance policy. And now not so much of an insurance policy or, you know, forcing Joseph and nation Wright to have to have more of an impact or, you know, whether you've seen bland and Clark play more across the board is it's just, I, I, I'm, I support getting talent for a minimum amount. And I, I know people will be like, is he still talented though? But I don't know. I think the receiving core has been doing fine, but if something were to happen, I think that's when the panic steps in. I, I Go ahead, Mike. Well, I think it's tough because last year, if you look at what he averaged in his 10 games, it would be 2.3 catches for 33 yards a game. So that's kind of what you're getting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, 23 catches last year for 331 yards in his 10 games. The year before, it was better, but not tons better he played in 15 games had 56 catches for 762 and five touchdowns i you know it's tough because he was a premium receiver in the nfl from 2013 through 2018 he was premium but you're getting a guy who's kind of done but if i guess if he if you have an injury or he makes one play for you against the kind of Philadelphia like I, Eagles okay. in the divisional round, and it helps you get a first down that you needed or causes a pass interference or something, then you're like, man, I'm glad we did that. But I don't think you should expect 
four catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. I like that theory, though. And I know tomorrow we'll talk more about why the Cowboys are interesting, but you know they are because of the headlines you see. I saw one this morning that said, Cowboys finally get their impact free agent receiver. And I was like, what? They were trolling with that headline. And then I saw another local person was like, Cowboys pick up four-time Pro Bowler T.Y. Hilton. And I was like, that's true, but do you have to point out the last time was five years ago? Kevin, do you not remember when they they were able to snag a Hall of Fame tackle Man, this year? He does say that a lot. <laughs> that is that's a like, Jerry like Jason Peters. He's a Hall of Famer. Last yeah. time Joey Gallo batted two fifty three. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yep. In two thousand nineteen. Uh, go to cut five here. Does this mean that you're out on Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, of course, we wouldn't have uh, been interested in Odell had he not had the kind of talent that certainly can last to the spring, so to speak. But uh, uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, uh, he's an outstanding receiver. Uh, he's, uh, as you well know, he's uh, not ready to play today. That's important. And uh, But he will be ready come spring. And uh, he's a receiver that uh, I think uh, would fit any team. And... Uh, so uh, I, I want to uh, uh, easily say there's uh, going to be continued interest in Odell. Okay, Corey, if, been, I'm, hey. if I may. All right. This answer took me on a little bit of a roller coaster because most of that sounded like probably not, and then maybe next year we'll think about it. But then at the very end, he's like, but I don't know if I would say we're out on him for this year because that you was. You want to hear cut six? Yeah. Is that the Sean follow up? I thought this was a really great follow up question from Sean to like push him on that. But is it safe to say he won't be on this year's version of the Dallas Cowboys? No, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go that far if you'll include the playoffs. Bam. I thought that was a great follow-up question by Sean Bravo, and he did keep it alive because then I was like, oh, well, okay. Because that you can't rule it out. Now That means we have to do at least one segment per day. No. Every logical part of, of my of being knows we're not going to sign him. But then when he's like, well, not if you include the playoffs. And I was like, well, why would we not include the playoffs? What if he's ready for the playoffs and he's he can be a difference maker, Man, Kevin. I'm fine with them signing it. But how did they not know that Kevin, the other day? I just want you to imagine lining up against this. All right. You got CD on the inside. You got T.Y. Hilton. And then you got Noah Brown, Michael Gallup all out there and somewhere in the world exists Tony Pollard. Mm. And now what are you going to, who are you going to, who are you going to cover dude with Odell Beckham jr. Out there too. Who are you going to cover in the playoffs, bro? Wildcat to Pollard. Yeah. What? They're, that'll freak okay. them all out. Time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's waiting for the playoffs. All right. So that's, okay. uh, that's it from Jerry this morning. He was, uh, he was really good. He had some interesting thoughts this morning. I always enjoy Jerry Jones, especially when he gives Mike his credit the way he should. He does. Um, Can you imagine if Turpentine doesn't return any touchdowns this whole regular season and then returns a touchdown every playoff? Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. You just said if, well, if T.Y. Hilton makes yeah. one play to help you beat the Eagles or whoever in, the, in that championship game, that it's worth the the, the move. The t- I mean, that would pay dividends. I, let me ask you guys this question off of T.Y. Hilton. Would you rather T.Y. Hilton be out there at wide receiver in crucial games or turpentine? 
Hilton. I think so too. Okay. I, like yeah, I, I, I understand the speed element, but I don't know if I can trust Turpentine yet. You know, like that's my thing. I think I can trust a Ty Hilton, but I just, but I mean, I, I he muffed the punt, and so now I'm like, it. hold on, well, hold on. I, you, you, this is your thing. You're good at this. Uh, so that's the part there for me. Somebody said, what's this signing say about James Washington? It says that they haven't seen anything from him. Like, they've got to see, like, a practice and a half from him. Look, and it's the same thing it's always said about James Washington. He's a guy. Like, he's a guy. You can find plenty of him in the NFL. Yeah, I was I was really hoping that he could show that when he was playing with uh, Ben Roethlisberger that Ben just couldn't get him the ball anymore. But, you know, the injury hurt him there. So, Tomorrow, Kevin, we're going to be a diamond factory. Just us three? Me. 13-719 Omega Road. Be there or be square. I think it's like a mile away from the Galleria. So if Pretty you want to go like oh. like uh, like ice skating at the yeah. Galleria and come get some diamonds, you can do that tomorrow. Mm. But the cool part about it too, Mike, is double ice day. You us know? three will be there. Kevin may or may not wear his Batman tie. Derek, you guys told me not to dress the same. Derek Holland is going to be there uh, hanging out with us, doing radio and having fun. So if you want to come out and hang out at Diamond Factory where they have diamonds everywhere and see two former or actually a former pro pitcher and a pitcher who's trying to make his one more run, then you got to come out and hang out with Derek Holland and Mike Bassick and us. We'll be there. Plus, they're going to be giving away. An autographed Dak Prescott helmet. This is a Tolo's dream. If you take the day off tomorrow okay. or take your lunch break off tomorrow. Boy, I can't come into work. You tomorrow. will be working. Trust me. Okay. Uh, take the day off tomorrow. Other people, not you, Mike. Uh, and just come hang out with us at Diamond Factory tomorrow. There's so many opportunities. So many things we can do there. Plus, didn't you say they have happy hour, Kevin? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. Man, and I don't drink, but they have some top shelf booze up there. You don't there. drink alcohol. That is true. You drink I don't, water. That is yeah. true. I don't drink alcohol. You drink water all the time. I usually feel like people know that that is implied, but I that is a good correction right there. It was crazy when I said they had Wellers and you went, your eyes perked up and you were like, oh, they brought the good stuff out. I, and I was like, how Welch's. did you know that? Oh, right. that's different, Mike. And then apparently I might have to agree with everything Mike says tomorrow. That might have been the agree. If if you request an autograph from Mike, he will autograph it with a snap on it. If you'd like A's. it, I'll yeah. ask. Yeah. yeah. He, he won't be like, oh, guess what? You're getting it whether getting you want anyway. or not. <laughs> like, I don't think that that is going to happen. I can't wait to see everybody tomorrow. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we can talk about all the famous people being sued via the crypto lawsuit or the NBA renaming and reimagining their awards. Plus, we will talk with AEW wrestler, former tag team champion, and son of Luke Perry, Jungle Boy. All of it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We are going to talk with Jungle Boy in just a minute. By the way, let me know if you're going out to Winter's Coming tomorrow night at the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland. Always see a bunch of Tolos out there, and it is a fun time. Are you going to be there? Uh, Probably. You seem, I love me some AEW. It's right next to your house. That That is very true. That helps as well. You seemed intrigued. Did you see, because Mike, you'd asked a lot about this, is the crypto fall of certain platforms, including FTX, is there's been a lawsuit that has roped in Tom Brady, uh, Ortiz, David Ortiz. Is it because they promoted it? Like they gave commercials on it? Correct. 
And you know what the interesting about that there is precedent. There was another crypto company. I'm drawing a blank that I think Floyd Mayweather Jr. endorsed. And that lawsuit got tossed out because the judge was like, while celebrities do lend themselves and their credibility to certain products, it is also on the consumer to a certain extent to make their own decisions and research and everything like that. So just keep an eye out on that is some high profile athletes have been, you know, caught up in this lawsuit. Man, that is that is kind of a terrifying thing as a as an endorser to be like, I don't know. I didn't know enough at the time about this or, you know, and, and now I'm going to get sued for all this crud. Now, right now, we have with us on the line, and I believe popping up in our Zoom, AEW wrestler, former tag team champion, and the son of Luke Perry, in case you wanted to know that. It is Jungle Boy. Good afternoon, sir. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Man, we're excited to have you on. It is an interesting deal right now, looking at our Zoom as you are sideways, <laughs> yeah, sideways. in our Zoom <laughs> at the moment. Oh, I got yeah! it! He fixed it! that he's a solution guy all right so we had sting on yesterday so that is the bar that we are already comparing the interview to i don't want to put a lot of pressure on you but that's (laughs) that's what we're working on is i gotta know before we get into winter is coming and your career and everything like that we're the official station the dallas cowboys but i believe you're from la do you have a fiery football or sports fandom in general not really, to be honest. Um, I've been to a couple basketball games. I've been to a football game or two, but I'm, it's not my thing, really. But uh, I like the atmosphere, the energy. Uh, it's a good time, but no, I wouldn't say so overall. He's a free agent then. So we, it sounds like we can go. We can bring him into the Cowboys fandom at some point if we can convince him. Yeah, to promote the show, <laughs> we'll just say an avid Cowboys fan. <laughs> We can make that happen. Absolutely. I, I, I feel I probably have to have some allegiance to the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe. Um, I have here, I snuck it out one time with a Jacksonville Jaguars weightlifting belt. So probably for that, I'll have to go with them. Well, we're playing Jacksonville this week, Kevin. You're not doing a great job helping encourage fans to get here in the Metroplex. I know they'll probably, I know they'll probably be there anyway, and the event's going to be sold out because it's super fun. But the Cowboys are playing the Jaguars this week, so of all the weeks for oh, you to boy. be a Jags fan, this is not the week. Well, no one warned me. I didn't know. <laughs> it's okay. Mike's a Mike's a huge Jacksonville Jaguars fan, so everything's going to be okay. You and Mike can team up against the Cowboys on this one. Oh, very good. Now, I I was curious if you could tell us, I, I know like wrestling fans are very familiar with your career and how you got into it, but, you know, for the people that don't know, is it in fact your dad that got you into wrestling? And can you tell us how that started and how you decided this is what I want to do? Um, it, it wasn't actually. It was a couple friends of mine uh, when I was a little kid showed me wrestling for the first time. And I pretty much immediately fell in love with it. And I had a trampoline in my backyard and I decided that it was time to start my wrestling career on my trampoline with my little sister. Um, Did she decide that too, or you decided for No. (laughs) So I would go out there and try all these moves that I was seeing on the TV. And uh, it got to the point it was getting pretty wild. And at that point, my parents said, if this is something you actually want to do, you have to do it with other people who want to do it. Um, and we'll find you a place to go learn. 
And they did. And I was, I was in the fourth grade at that time, but they found a guy who had a ring in his yard and I went and took lessons and all that. And then I got out of it and back in and it's a long winding road, but uh, yeah, I ended up here. Do you remember the wrestlers that you watched first or the wrestlers you fell in love with? Yeah. Uh, as a, as a kid, my favorite was John Cena. Um, I feel like he was really kind of in his prime at that time. He was the go-to. Um, I liked Rey Mysterio a lot. Um, those are, those are my main two pretty much. So what I just learned is cause my son does the same thing with my daughter on the trampoline. I need to, I need to like nurture this more and give him more opportunity to go find another path here instead of just beating up on his little sister. Yeah. I mean, it could be a sign of good things to come, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do that and it doesn't end up great. So who knows? <laughs> A little, I like that. A little bit of a mixed message yeah. is probably not, Everybody but never stop path. chasing your dreams. Yeah, I like real. that. Yeah. I like that right there. Is I, I, I'm curious in terms of your career right now is the last pay-per-view. You opened up the show in the cage, get the win. How much momentum does that create going forward into we're just a few weeks removed from that? Yeah, uh, I would like to think a lot. Um the, that was crazy for me. I thought it was kind of a bold decision to have the cage match open up the pay-per-view. Yep. Um, I think it was really cool. That was probably my favorite match that I've ever had. Um, and then obviously to get the win at the end of it felt great. I would like to think that puts me in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, there, there, are, there are so many people there and so many things going on at all times. In fact, sometimes it's easy to get kind of lost in the shuffle, but uh you know, I think I think this next year is going to be a big year, and I am kind of looking forward to riding that momentum into the new year. I was kind of curious along those lines is you've been a tag team champion. When we talk about, like, the pillars of AEW, and I know some substitutions have been made here and there by some people, is what do you think about MJF, who was one of those guys and is now the world champion, which I can only assume is the ultimate goal of you and all of the wrestlers in AEW? Yeah, he, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. Oh my gosh, this could be awesome. Pretty much what you see. Uh, he's not a great time. Um, I don't know. I'm trying not to swear. He's <laughs> not the best. So um, I will, I will, maybe this will help out or maybe this will just reinforce what you're doing your best not to say, which I appreciate it is my co-host, Mike, former major league pitcher. I took him to winter is coming last year and you had the one hour draw, which was amazing. Yes, he, that was cool. I know he hadn't seen wrestling since like back in the sportatorium days in the eighties. And I was like, this show is going to blow your freaking mind. But he was, he gravitated to he would always say, who's the scarf guy again? So he obviously yeah. kind of gravitated towards MJF and agreed that he's kind of a jackass a little bit. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I would say he's not a nice guy on camera or off, wow. but what he's doing seems to be working and people seem to like it. So I guess that's the goal. I'm always I'm always a little weary of kind of leaning into these questions a little bit. You are in a relationship with Anna Jay, correct? Yes. All right. The The world of relationships and wrestling is y'all travel all, all over the place. You have all this stuff going on. Is it is it chaos having a relationship or is it a little bit easier? Because 
that person's like right there with you all the time? Um, it's a little bit of both. The schedule's not your typical schedule. Um, but I think we've kind of fell into the groove of what it is. And then we see each other outside of work as well, but I, I don't know. I, I think we make it work well for us. It's definitely not your typical, uh, relationship and schedule in that sense, but it's not bad for me. When you're done with a match, how long does it take you to recover? What are some special things that you have to do or wrestlers have to do to recover that maybe a baseball player, basketball player doesn't have to do to recover to, to make that next start or to play that next game? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe I should figure out some better answers than what I have. Normally, <laughs> a day, on a day I have to wrestle, I can't really eat too much. Um, I can only normally eat fruit, and this might be too much information, but I am prone to nervous puking before I go out. I just, I'm freaking out. So I pretty much am wrestling on empty every time I'm ever wrestling. So as soon as I get back, I'm hungry, and I'm ready to go, and I'm kind of trying to eat what I haven't eaten all day. So that's sort of my routine or whatever. Um, and I could probably sleep a little more. Uh, I know some people take ice baths. I can't do that. It's too cold. Um, I don't know. It's wacky, though. It's kind of people People do some wild stuff. So I don't know. I guess mine is eat. Okay. What Were, were, were the nervous pukes made even worse before full gear? Because you talked about, like, the pressure situation and that being a huge match. Oddly enough, I, I didn't do it before full gear. Um, and I thought I was going to, I don't know, something about it. I just felt calmer for some reason. I, I know Luchasaurus. I know him very well, sort of as a partner or as an opponent. Um, something about the cage, I don't know, kind of calmed me down in a way. Now, well, go ahead. I'm always curious about character building and how you like came up with your character, the design for it, and how much freedom you had you know, from the company to kind of to push wh what your idea was for what you wanted to do? The idea was not really ever like a fully fleshed out idea. I mean, my thing, uh, when I first started wrestling on the independence, I was in high school and I was wrestling in a dirty little warehouse uh, for no money in front of five people. And I didn't want to use my real name. Um, Cause I felt like there were things that were kind of associated that or that went along with that. And there were questions I didn't want to answer. And I just wanted people to watch me wrestle. And it was always really important to me to either succeed or fail based on my own talents or lack thereof. Uh, so I picked some fake name that I ripped off from the TV, whatever. And the announcer for this wrestling match said, I, I have a nickname for you. And I said, okay, well, I'm whatever, go for it. And he said, Jungle Boy. And when he said that, I was like, are you kidding? Dude, that is so stupid. I cannot believe that you would call me that in front of a bunch of people. But by the end of the match, that's what the people were chanting. And I realized that, you know, it's like, it's something fun. It's something kind of different than just another regular name. And I decided from there on to just go with that. Because that kind of, my idea was, I'm Jungle Boy. I don't talk. I don't do this. You just have to watch me wrestle. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And then over time, I kind of evolved. Like I made it look more like a Jungle Boy or the animal print stuff. And then when I got to AEW, I got signed as Jungle Boy. And I got put with Luchasaurus, which I thought was just so fantastic in a weird, crazy way. It's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And then we're going out there wrestling the best tag teams in the world. And 
doing all this crazy stuff and they, they just ran with it. And I, th I thought that was really cool. And it felt, um, it felt like there was a lot of creative freedom in that aspect. No one ever kind of told me to change what I was doing or anything like that. Man, I appreciate having you on very, very much. We talked about, I took Mike to winners coming last year. It has become a tradition when we talk with Tony Khan, he always wants to have winner winners coming here in the Metroplex at the Curtis Colwell center in Garland yes. tomorrow. Thank you very much for your time, good sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. There you go. Jungle Boy right here on 105.3 The Fan. Tomorrow night, Curtis Colwell Center in Garland. If you're interested in going out to the show, it's always a fun show. Big show, main event, Ricky Starks against MJF for the AEW world title. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellows from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, where if you couldn't tell, that was another goal scored during a Frankel spot. Argentina is now up on Croatia, 2 to nothing, heading towards halftime in the the first semifinal of the World Cup, one of the matches that AT&T Stadium will probably have in four years. Uh, right now, courtesy of Dean M. Leasing, it is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Outstanding, Heggy. How are you? I'm good. Are you more outstanding on days where there is World Cup soccer? Than yeah, days it improves. Not? And then yeah, I could be worse, though, if the game's not going how I want it to. So, okay. Are you I'm, Team Argentina? Here? Oh, he's yeah. got money Excited. on this thing. Is yeah, what this is the deal is. Yeah, okay. he's got a lot of money. This right is my money. pick to win the World Cup. And when they lost right the first on. game, I thought I was screwed. This isn't Me survivor too. pick uh, kind of thing. This is real life things. And this isn't, you have to do something weird. Yeah, I got involved in this uh, contest where you could buy NFTs that represented each team. Okay. Okay, so in the very beginning, I had two. One was from Portugal and one was from USA. Well, you could keep buying other teams on the marketplace, but as the tournament went on and teams got eliminated, the NFTs representing the remaining teams became more expensive. So about eight days ago, I had to pull the plug on buying new blocks, basically, yeah. in this contest. But... Before I pulled the plug, I bought two more Argentinas to give me a total of three. Nice. Okay, so right now I'm sitting at six points in the semifinal, and if you win that, it's like 50 points. I'll rock it into the top three. And that there's uh, there's money involved. If I is this if an FXT sponsored event you're doing right now? Uh, no, no, oh, not oh. not an FTX. By the way, uh, Sam Bankman Fried arrested, arrested in the Bahamas yeah. is going to be extradited. Yeah, yeah. big time. <laughs> All right, so. I Today, Mike asked all the football questions, and I had a football question that kind of, I don't know if stumped the right word, me. but I was looking at the Cowboys this offseason, and Terrence Steele, oh. unfortunately, the bad news that, is he going to be, like, at what point next year will he be able to play? Because it doesn't look like training camp's yeah. going to be a, a deal for him. Maybe Halloween, maybe yeah, Thanksgiving. Maybe a Michael Gallup situation, maybe a little bit worse. He's a free agent. Tony Pollard's a free agent. If you could only offer one of those guys a contract, let's say you have about $12.5 million to offer, who would you rather have Tony Pollard or Terrence Steele for the next four years? That's an unfair question, Mike. Uh, That's a good one, right? Brian? <laughs> I mean, isn't this something the Cowboys are going to have to strongly consider? No, I would um, love and watch would think here. I would take the right tackle here. I would take the right tackle is what I would do. Um, because I kind of feel like I've already started watching the college draft a little bit, mm. and there and you might have a uh, 
might have a running back picked in the top five of this draft. Bijan Robinson! Yeah. And so, with that being said, I think there's a, a pretty good group of, not that you could say you could go out and find Tony Pollard, because that's difficult. I mean, the way that he is able to run, he's become a much better blocker, too, more of a complete back. But I think the I think the, the tackle, I, I, you know, this was a team that, you know, as the season wore on, their offensive line has gotten better. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to ride that, uh, ride that uh, development of the, of the offensive lineman and, and stay with him. Do you believe the Cowboys will re-sign both those guys in the off season? Well, you got to think about what's going to happen with Tyron Smith, you know, and, and that contract, you know, with the opportunity to potentially move on, what are they going to do with Zeke? Are they going to try and do something with like they did with Tank? You know, reduce that number to where you can give. I, you know, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating thing. They, it's the guys over there, Adam Pacifica, Todd Williams, and those guys. I mean, they, you know, you could have lunch with them, and it'll, it'll make your head spin. The numbers and stuff that they're dealing with, but and I, the I don't shots know that they take. I heard, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really know. Like I said, I, I want to believe that they would uh, that they're probably planning on some of their guys not being back, and if that's the case, then that gives you, I think, a better opportunity to sign the guys that you're talking about. Maybe bitten, getting both those guys done, and letting Schultz go, right, Dawson? Yeah, yeah, probably got to do that one. That's uh, what I think too. I, he's had a nice year. I think he's played tougher uh, this year. And he, he does have value, but I, I think you saw the other guys can play. Do we have an idea of what the steel contract would be and what the Pollard contract would be? Okay. I, could I think that you would try to do something with like you did with Lyle Collins. Okay. That's I think that's what they're working on right now. That well before like ten or twelve million a year. Yeah, that's what they were they were trying to get that done and, and maybe I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but that's that's the kind of the, the, the direction I was hearing. Do you I mean, I guess maybe this is not something the Cowboys usually do, but would you consider pausing those negotiations or would you consider factoring in that well, new injury information? Yeah, who did, okay, who did they do? They gave Gallup a deal. Yeah, that's... I remember, I remember a while ago, but this is way back, but they gave Barry Church a deal coming off an Achilles. And So and, we're not, that's not our strongest suit. Perhaps. No, I think it's one of those things where they kind of feel like that maybe they can get a better deal with a player that's a, a, a little nicked up. Do you think they do? I guess I looked at that Gallup contract and thought it was fairly market value and didn't really factor his injury into play. Yeah, I mean, they they, they say that, but, you know, the guy was hurt. Yeah, I don't I mean, think they do well in those situations. Like, I thought they could have got Gallup for cheaper. I wonder about Steele. I do not think we're the savviest of negotiators here at the Cowboys. I, you know, yeah, it's, I, th- I think what happens is how proactive are you? Okay. You know, that's the thing about it. There's a lot of folks I I know, trust me, I try and stay out of that number stuff, man. That'll give you a headache. But I had a lot of guys around the league go, why did Dallas cost themselves $25 million on the DAC situation? Yes. You know, I mean, they could have done this, you know, proactively and they didn't. So, you know, they're, they're okay with like, if you say you go out there and you play and you earn it they're they don't have a problem overpaying. That's, how, that's how they work. Taking out the numbers of this, how easy is it brought us or difficult when a guy has a major injury like this, the Cowboys did the surgery or are doing the surgery. Right. The Cowboys are going to work on his rehab for three to four months until he becomes a free agent. How difficult is it? running another organization, let's just say the Chicago Bears, who has like $120 million in cap space. I would think that they would be very interested in a Terrence Steele sure. in the offseason. 
How difficult or easy is it to get all the information you need on a guy who is injured and been rehabbing with another organization? Yeah, that's and that's that's a great question because I've never had to deal with that before. You you really kind of trust, you know, you'll bring him in and have your own doctors and stuff look at him. I mean, that's what they were doing with Odell Beckham. Yeah. They were looking at o- Odell Beckham and they're like, "Okay, we know the Giants doctors or the doctors that generally do these surgeries, you know, but all they can do is I'll tell you this though, if they if they had done the surgery themselves, they're they're really interested. That's why they drafted Jalen Smith. You know, nobody was really interested in drafting Jalen Smith, but they were because they did the surgery. So, yeah, but it's 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 something you just you would have to bring the guy in and say, okay, this doctor, whether it's Andrews down in Mobile or McKenzie up in Green Bay, whoever, whatever doctor or Cooper in Dallas, whatever doctor did the surgery, you can have an idea of how good those doctors are, and then you you can kind of piece things together from there. Across the the league is. The Cowboys training health yeah. group pretty well respected. Yeah, okay. very, very well respected. I, I, they're like the uh, they just recently won that what they call the Ed Block Courage Award for the training staff. So yeah, they're they're pretty pretty good. Doctor Cooper is world renowned by the way for his. I mean he he does papers and stuff, and the other doctors you know use his surgeries to perform on their patients as well. Now, you mentioned Argentina for the one tomorrow. Do you have a particular rooting interest in the other World Cup semifinal? Well, yeah, you'd like uh, Morocco to win so Argentina could uh, beat them more easily in the final. Right? That is, I mean, that it, is my philosophy yeah. to a T. Corey's like, I got to okay. beat all the big dogs to win. No, well, I mean, I do love that I, that concept of like learning how good you are along the way. I mean, like, oh man, I beat that team. There's, I can't, I can beat the next team. The championship game, I kind of always want the worst yeah. team. Like, but but along okay. the way, the stretch to get there, I want to learn. But Kevin's like easiest path possible. Oh my god, I root for upsets on every bracket opposite. I was like, I'll take the worst path to the finals. The way I, the way it could matter is if you are a Jerry West and the Lakers and the Celtics have beat you like seven out of eight years, and you desperately want to beat them, and then they all retire or leave, and you don't get a chance to get your revenge. True, you know, then it's empty. But in this situation. Situation like Messi's proven everything. You know, you don't have to beat Mbappe. You know, uh, you need what you need. Another feather in the cap, though. Yeah, what I you mean, need it is, is that trophy. It's like Duncanville versus North Shore, right? I was yeah. no, well, yeah, just thinking about Boy, that. Duncanville looked good the other night. Watch oh, them play forty-one to zero. Yeah, it's just prosper. Yeah. Then North yeah, Shore, man, they're three and zero in the last four years. State championship, four out of five years. I know you said you're not going to go. How invested are you in the outcome of that game? I w- I plan on Saturday night. I plan on being at home and watching that game. I haven't seen the schedule. I know Desoto is playing one of the like. I don't know if Duncanville's the final game or Desoto's the final game. Obviously, they're both six A. Duncanville's yeah. big six A. Desoto's small six A. Sometimes it flip-flops which one is the premium game, but, I mean, usually there's 50,000 people at those games. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm invested in – my son has a basketball game at 5 o'clock. When he's done, I want to get home and watch that whole game. But I can't – I literally can't go to another championship game at AT&T and watch Duncanville lose the North Shore again. It's, it kind of stinks going to a championship game and watching your team lose. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always, Heggie. Uh, thanks so much for asking. 
And, uh, you know, we have the G-Bag of the Day coming up at 2.30. Best right. audio for you. Looking forward to that. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We've been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow. We'll be at Diamond Factory in Dallas. If you want to see us in person, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say green's better than Poku, Kevin. Don't get me into that again. Say slump buster, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> slump buster.